Mecca belongs to all Muslims and Saudi and Saudi Arabia shouldn't be allowed to run it. Petroleum and the and the pilgrimage. The two combined give Saudi Arabia the chance to punch well above its weight, affording one of the world's most regressive regimes a chance to exercise an outrageous influence on Islam. It's time to rethink an alternative arrangement. That is why we, as the government, support that control over Mecca should be taken from Saudi Arabia and placed under independent control, just like the Vatican City, which has proven to be very successful. Um, I'm hearing words from the opposition that are really hurting my soul because they have not been at the heart of Mecca. They have not been at the heart of at the heart of Saudi Arabia and they don't know what is happening. Saudi Arabia is misusing Mecca. Uh, in my extension, um, I'm going to show you how Saudi Arabia is misusing Mecca and why we should uh, make Mecca independent. In the aftermath of the Jamal Khashoggi murder, the journalist who was murdered, the kingdom has exploited the, king, the podium of the Grand Mosque in Mecca by using its imams to praise, sanctify, and defend the rulers and their actions. The rulers of Saudi Arabia de derive much of their legitimacy and prestige in the Muslim world from their control and upkeep of the Grand Mosque and the Kaaba in Mecca and the Mosque of the Prophet Muhammad in Medina. King Salman, like the rulers before him, wears the title of the Qadim al-Kharman al-Sharifa, which is translated as the custodian of the two holy mosques, or more precisely, the servant of the two noble sanctuaries. Despite the humility of the royal title, the Saudi monarchy has a long history of exploiting the, the podium of the Grand Mosque in, in Mecca by using its imam its imams to pray, sanctify, sanctify and defend their rulers and their actions. In the aftermath of the murder of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi, as the world's accusatory gaze was transfixed on Prince Mohammed bin Salam, the Saudi monarchy has again used the Grand Mosque to defend and, and, and defend the crown prince in a manner that makes it legitimate and controlled. On October 19th last year, Sheikh Abdullahim al-Saidais, the officially appointed Imam of the Grand Mosque and the highest religious authority in the kingdom, delivered his Friday sermon from a written script. Mind you, a written script. Friday sermons at the Grand Mosque are broadcast live on cable networks and social media sites, watched with great reverence by millions of Muslims and carry a great deal of moral and religious authority. Panel, I hope you're hearing this because when we talk that, uh, when we say that uh, Muslims enjoy religious independence in in Saudi Arabia, we are fooling ourselves. Imam Sudais delivered a troubling sermon, violating the sanctity of the sacred space he occupied. He referenced a saying attributed to Prophet Muhammad that once every century, God sends a mujahid, a great reformer, to reclaim or reinvigorate the faith. He explained that the Mujahideen is needed to address the unique challenges of each age. He proceeded to extol Prince Mohammed bin Salman as a divine gift to Muslims and implied that the crown prince was a right Mujahideen sent by God to revive the Islamic faith in our age. This is what, um, and I quote, The path of reform and modernization in this blessed land through the care and attention from its young, ambitious, divinely inspired reformer crown prince continues to blaze forward, guided by his vision of innovation and insightful modernism, despite all the failed pressures and threats. The imam declared from the podium where Prophet delivered his last sermon. 
invoking the debate following the Khashoggi murder, the imam warned Muslims against believing all ill-intended media rumors and innuendos that sought to cast doubt on the great Muslim leader. He described the conspiracies against the crown prince as intended to destroy Islam and Muslims, warning that all threats against his modernizing reforms are bound not only to fail but will threaten international security, peace and stability. Please, we are not fools. That is a written script. Uh, the summons in Mecca and Medina are read from a script, which is approved beforehand by Saudi security forces. For decades, the summons delivered in Mecca and Medina have been peistic, dogmatic, and predictable. They have always concluded with a prayer for the Saudi royals, who are um, discriminating the people. Since the crown prince rose to power, he has imprisoned hundreds of prominent Saudi imams who have shown even a modicum of resistance, including the very prominent and influential jury such as Sheikh Saleh Ali Talib and Sheikh Bandar bin Aziz Bilia, former imams of the Grand Mosque. Saudi prosecutors have sought the death penalty for Salman Adawa, a prominent reformist cleric who was arrested last September. Some reports claim that another prominent sheikh, uh, Suleiman Dawash, was also arrested in April 2016 and he died in, in Saudi prison after being tortured. The only imams who seem to be allowed to lead the prayers and give summons at the Grand Mosque in Mecca and the Prophet Mosque in Medina are those who have agreed to go along with whatever the Crown Prince wants. Some influential Saudi scholars such as Sheikh Abdulaziz Al-Azay went as far as saying in a lecture that even if the Saudi ruler fornicates in public on television for half an hour each day, you are still required to bring people together around the ruler, not to aggregate people against him and say he's a good person. In my extension panel, when an imam of the Grand Mosque calls upon Muslims to obediently accept Prince Muhammad's incredulous narrative about the murder of Khashoggi, to accept his abduction, jailing and torture of the dissenters, including imprisonment of several uh, revered Islamic scholars, to ignore his pitiless and cruel war in Yemen, he's, uh, he's undermining the democratic dreams in the Arab world, his support for the oppressive dictatorship in Egypt, it makes it impossible to accept the Imam's categorization of the crown spins as a divinely inspired reformer. The control of Mecca and Medina has enabled the clerical establishment and the monarchy flash with oil money to extend the literalist and rigid interpretations of Islam beyond the borders of the kingdom. Most Muslims will always prefer a tolerant and ethically constitutional Islam to variants championed by the crown prince and the acquiescent Saudi clergy. By using the Grand Mosque to whitewash acts of despotism and oppression, Prince Muhammad has placed the very legitimacy of the Saudi control and guardianship of the holy places of Mecca under Medina. So you can see that while the OO is saying there is no religious leader in the world, that is because the crown prince has taken control over the religious leaders. He, he, he is taking control, he is threatening them. Saudi Arabia is a Muslim state following strictly Muslim rules and laws, please. That, that's what the opposition is saying. As you can see clearly, the crown prince is controlling even the religious things that are, are going on. It will be good for Saudi to be in on its own and Mecca to be its own to exercise its own religious independence because as I have clearly shown you there is no religious independence in Mecca it's what the crown prince says and if you are an imam and you don't agree you are jailed or imprisoned or even de- died or even killed and I rest my case